Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, and 97.3 FM in Washington. Our first guest this morning from the George Rogers Clark National Park is Superintendent Frank Doofman. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I can call you Superintendent for how long? Well, it's like, uh, what is it, 11 more days? <laughs> 11 more days. Frank is retiring. Wow. Yep, it's been, uh, been a long run, but uh, I'm ready. So. It has been. How long has it been? I have been here for 28 years. So it okay. was never my plan. When we moved here, we had a, had a plan for a career. It was going to be here four years and be gone. And, uh, <laughs> I tell people never say never. So. Best laid plans, right? Just, yeah. Wow. Anyway, well, first of all, congratulations. Uh, I envy you for retiring. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, 28 years, that's a long, that has to be a long time for someone in your profession. It, it is. Uh, typically, you get promotions and move ahead in the career by moving. Mm -hmm. so, kind of like the military, isn't it? I it, mean, it is a little bit like the military, except ours are voluntary. They're not, they don't pick us up and make us go. Okay. Uh, it used to be four to five years was average. Now that's gotten a little longer. Eight years or so is probably average. Okay. So, All right. So you're retiring and uh, moving on. We're right. Well, let's go. Yep. Let's go back, Frank, to when you first came here back in ninety. Help me out here. Ninety five. Ninety five. Ninety five. Yes. Okay. Uh, it, it's always been the GRC. Okay. Right. But it has changed a little, hasn't it? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. We we tried to do a few things. You know, when I first got here, people was I would tell people I worked for the national park, and they'd go, "What?" And they had no clue what that was or where it was. And we really tried to get people to understand that we are part of the National Park Service. And I think we've done pretty good with it. I think it's much better than it used to be. Okay. I, I think you have. And first of all, just the appearance has changed. Oh, sure. Yeah. We've had a lot of projects come through. Um, a line item project is anything over $2 million that literally has to be a line in the congressional budget. So it's approved by Congress. Most parks, if you get one in in 30 years, that's a big deal. Uh -huh. We've had four, and we're working on a fifth. That's incredible. Yeah. That's that's incredible. You it, think about it's it. amazing, yeah. When you look at how the park systems have changed over the years, what is the biggest? I mean, <clears throat> honestly, is it social media has made it more convenient? Or, or what has changed? I, I think there's several things. I think people... Uh, do want to be outside, um, you know, just for mood and good health and everything. Just getting out even a little bit helps. But I think there's also been a uh, recognition of the value of parks, not just national parks, but all parks. And, and I think that's really helped. I think visitation, uh, even during COVID, visitation really didn't wane. Uh, it changed. We had people out walking the park and, and rather than coming in and watching the movie, but our visitation numbers stayed about the same. Also, we have to add that um, the park system has had its challenges. Oh yeah. And I don't mean I don't mean people coming to parks. I mean on the government level, it has. Sure. I mean, and that's that's what's got to be a little frustrating. It it can be. Our our staff is down. We don't have the staffing we used to. Uh, and, and that is, I mean, we can whine and cry, but that isn't just us. That's across the board. And we're, so we're, if you visit parks, there's less ranger programs and less of that personal one-on-one -on -one that you used to get. 
but but that's just something we have to deal with and you know we we tried for a long time to do that uh more with less and that kind of doesn't work and so now there's just less there's fewer programs there's if you go to parks that have tours there's fewer tours we just can't do it right and that's and that's just lack of manpower oh yeah i mean that's it i mean every store every business everybody i mean <laughs> i don't know what happened i don't know why all of a sudden people stopped working right you know right. it's one thing to retire like frank's doing but some just don't go to work <laughs> there is some of that too i yes. mean yeah they figured out a way to work the government i guess so, so yeah the park system itself though i mean um it all it, there's a lot of things that i want to ask you about one of the great things that has to be i, I would think fulfilling is these school tours that come oh, in yeah. where you could tell your story and you're telling your story to kids we, we love the school tours. Um, we get about six to 7,000 kids a year that come through as part of almost always fourth grade. Uh, they get Indiana history in the fourth grade. And they are at a time when they're old enough to understand what you tell them and young enough to still believe you. Uh, it's, it's a great age. We love the fourth graders. Right. And, that, and that, they keep coming. Right. Oh, it's amazing how many people come in as a parent with their fourth grader and say, you know, last time I was here, I was in the fourth grade. We've heard that so many times. So Right. Yeah. Even the price of gas, even though right now it's going down. It is. I mean, I mean, that did play a part, too. Travel was cut a little bit, but uh, but it's still good to see the tours are back. We're not even going to bring up the pandemic because that was just a <laughs> that was just something that it's a generational thing we just forget about it let's just move on but let's i do want to talk a little bit about the difference the approach the parks take now compared to the one they used to uh they're more aggressive i mean with their advertising their promotion getting the word out aren't they i i think they are and uh they've not that we haven't taken it seriously but i think the ideas of preservation and and what has to be done for preservation has uh, really stepped up. I mean, the parks used to be a, you know, we'll go and entertain the visitor type programming. And, and we still do that. We still do programs and tours and those kind of things. But I think the idea of preserving for the next generation and down the road has really become a strong motivation in the service. Right. And I think also that um, parks are helping each other out. You know, visit this park, you go to that park, then there's a flyer from somebody else or whatever. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, you go to the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. My goodness, you can pick up flyers for anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and the park service, we have 400 and I don't know, it changes every day, 427 parks or something. And it's really not that many. And so as government agencies go, we're one of the smaller government agencies and we do communicate and we do talk um it's 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 a small agency it's it's uh, if you go to a training class um uh, in in colorado there's probably going to be someone there you know or have run into before <laughs> yeah you would think right yeah. all right yeah. as you uh gosh you know over the years how the parks have changed but i do want to focus in on the george rogers clark national park because that's one you're affiliated with um what has been the biggest change what I mean is it is it the appearance, is it just the things that I mean I mean I I mean I, I think it's got a lot to do with with that whole idea too of of preservation, um, you know look at the bridge I know it's in bad shape right now and it's all tore apart but it will go back together, 
but that was first noted as a problem in 1939. Uh, the memorial leakage started within months of it being completed. Um, all of these big projects, even the, the wall down by the river has been a problem for a long time. And the idea that we were able to get funds to put these back with at least a 50-year plan, in some cases a 100-year plan, uh, for maintaining them, that whole idea of preservation is huge. And this park, we, we have a program every year where we put in for projects for needs uh, that the park has. This year was the smallest list we've ever put in, and about half of them have already been funded or promised. And that's just amazing. You know, you hear in the federal system, you hear about deferred maintenance, mm -hmm. and that's a big thing in the Park Service, like $12 billion in deferred maintenance. We have more than cut our deferred maintenance in half at this park. Unbelievable. Great job. Also, what I really, really admire what you do is it's, it's history, but it's a little more than history. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, the Junior Ranger series is right. fun. To this day, I still don't know how Astronomy Nights is related to history, but it is. Oh, absolutely. And you're leaving before an eclipse comes. I mean, a major eclipse. Right, right. And, and like you said earlier, we are tied to the other national parks, and so their themes are our themes too. And so when it comes to the environment and, and those kind of things, that's still part of what the National Park Service does. Yeah, I mean, and I get told why, how the astronomy works with the history and oh sure i mean it yeah. does it does fit in but well and and you know when when george rogers clark was started his campaign to come here when they left the falls of the ohio and run the fall there was rapids there then there wasn't a dam and they're running the rapids there was an eclipse no kidding yeah. how they see <laughs> <laughs> and and a lot of the men thought it was a bad omen and clark turned it around and convinced them it was a good omen so <laughs> yeah always the salesman right absolutely all right hey let's take a break we'll have more with frank after this in waov shop before you shop to maximize your savings and make every dollar go further check out the toc big deal store you'll find gift cards and gift certificates to area businesses at discounted prices from 20 to 50 percent off save money when you go out to eat go golfing buy shoes shop for jewelry and more from goods and services to events and entertainment search by city search by category or check out our clearance category for even more savings open 24 7 go to tocbigdeals.com that's tocbigdeals.com and welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger, a little holiday music there. As we say goodbye to Frank Dufant from the George Rogers Clark National Park, actually here in a in a few days, so yep. you still what is it? You still have a hot minute left, don't you? I, I do, and uh, it's uh, I, I keep saying I'm waiting for that short timer syndrome to kick in because it seems like I'm just as busy as I've always been. So, <laughs> isn't that the lame duck syndrome? Like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Let's let's look back at your 20 plus years. One event, if you could say, was the greatest event you've ever seen at the park. What would it be? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, it, it's annual, but the rendezvous is by far, I mean, it's not only a signature for this town and an icon, it is for the park as well. Um, there aren't 
many parks that get the opportunity to be involved in things like like that. Um, during the 225th uh, anniversary of the Clark ceremony, we had uh, you know a huge number of reenactors here. The Grand Encampment we had had uh, 1,200 living history reenactors here. Absolutely an amazing event. It's I know, and that's what I mean is every year it's a little different, but it's still. You know, and that year we had COVID. I promised last time, but I wouldn't even bring it up. But not having it really felt, oh, yeah. it felt different. I mean, right. we, we, we delayed it, delayed it, and right. yeah, we just had to scrap it. And No, and I think even with the committee, I think not having it was something that, that really played on the committee. They, it was almost a guilt for not doing it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, good, good. All right, so anyway, um, everything seems to be in place. Uh, I asked you about what the one thing you don't you won't forget, but you know there's been a lot of great things that have happened. One of the things I think would be is kind of nice is how the the sites around us ha have really all banded together to really try try to create this historical feel that we want people to come visit. Right, and, and you know it, it's I hear all the time people say, you know I didn't realize there was so much history here. And, you know, southwestern Indiana might not be where you expect to go for an amazing history lesson, but the things that happened here are absolutely amazing. This town is so tied to not just Indiana history, but to American history mm -hmm. and the U.S. history. This is such an important place in, in our story, and it does kind of get lost and forgotten sometimes, which is unfortunate. Well, I think... Uh you know, yeah, it does get lost, but I just think also that we have so much. Oh, yeah. We have so much. I mean, we have an overload of history. We do, and, and it's nice having the different sites here in town because we all do play off on each other and build on each other. And we, it isn't one site trying to tell everything. We kind of divide that story up. So we get, you know, the, the French and Indian uh, inhabitation with the French house and you know, all the way up to the territorial area with Grouseland. And so we covered a wide range of history through there. Also, Frank, the other thing that, you know, I brought up earlier, how you guys just, you're so creative about the things that you guys do. You know, the Junior Ranger series to me is still phenomenal. It is a phenomenal thing. And you guys have stayed with it, stayed with it. Uh, you've partnered with organizations like the library. And I mean, you've done so many different things that, you got the creativity right i mean you have to and and we think about national parks as you know a place we go to visit we go to the grand canyon we go to yellowstone but parks like this too we're still part of the community and and you know we don't just cater to people that travel to get here we want the local people involved in the park uh, even more so than those that come for a visit. And so that's why we tried to do some of those things. Some of our junior rangers, we've had the same kids coming back for year after year. They enjoy it so much. And mm -hmm. and when you get to know some of the kids and you look back and you, you may not know their name, but you know, hey, he was here last year. And uh, that's a lot of fun. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the future. Okay, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about the future. First of all, the future of the park. Of course, you left it, in, you know, in good shape. There's no doubt. I mean, if you've been there, the improvements, the the inside, you, you made the bridge, everything around it. Also, people have to remember every time we have an event, 
at uh, Patrick Henry Square. Right. That is your property. <clears throat> it is. Yes. Okay, people, remember, it's the park's property. Right. And, and I think we forget about that. Yeah, and, and we have certain rules and regulations that maybe are different than like the county parks and city parks and things. And um, I think we've done a good job of getting that information out there. Most people understand that. And so there's some things that can't happen on the national park. And, and we've gotten pretty good about uh, finding ways to let things happen and make things happen. Uh, when the memorial was originally built in, in the, the 20s and 30s, uh, that section of Main Street was purchased specifically to tie the monument to the city. And so we like to continue that tradition of being part of the city. Okay, good. And I think that's, uh, that's a win-win for everybody. Oh, I think so. Oh, yeah. Because I want people getting, we do so many things there. Right. I mean, we call it Patrick Henry Square. And it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just... There's just so, I, I just can't imagine us not having that property. And there's so much, um, you know, if it's downtown and it's green, it's probably ours. Uh, we own the green in front of the church, the, the old cathedral. We own the green on the side of the city building. City Hall actually is our property. And uh, across from City Hall, the little patch of green there next to the, where the bank used to be is, is our property. And so... Um, we, we've owned more than most people realize. Uh-huh. All right. All right. So anyway, you are retiring. I am. We're, we're looking for a new superintendent. Yep. Okay. Where do I apply? I mean, where, what, how do you apply? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> that's too much work, man. It, in fact, it should be open right now. It's on USA Jobs. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it's, they will bring someone in temporarily as superintendent. And that person is supposed to be here on January 14th. I have no idea who that will be. Uh, and then they'll do a more extensive uh, search for a superintendent and hopefully hire that within three months. Well, and I tell you what, they're walking into a good situation. You have, you have good rangers. You know, you know, Joe's just been amazing. I, I think so. I we mean, had a staff meeting last week, and I told the staff that one of the reasons I felt I could retire was because I knew I was leaving in good hands. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't been to the park, do so. Go watch the movie. I mean, take a tour. How often do you open the basement? Uh, a couple times a year. We don't, it's not all the time, but uh, it's kind of a special event. Thing. Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, but if you've got a group that wants to do it or something, contact the park. And if they've got time, they'll, they'll open <coughs> it for, to take people in. So. Okay. I heard special. I've never yeah. been there. Never been down there. Oh, Shane, you need to come over and do okay, that. Okay. I'll so. do that. But I mean, uh, and then you've had the Clark marches and you've right. had everything, you know, just, right. and that stuff's got to continue, right? It will all continue. Yeah. Yeah, and the Junior Rangers will continue, and and of course we got the Eclipse coming up. That's going to be a big one. So. All right. Any final thoughts or things you'd like to say? Um, <laughs> not so much. We, you know, my wife and I have been here for 28 years, and when I retire, people keep saying, "Where are you going to move to?" And it was like, "Well, we're we're connected to the community. We're going to stay." Uh, so you'll see us at Rendezvous and <coughs> other things. We'll we're going to stay in the community and be around. Okay, great. So, and again. Come out to the parks. You know, you're a big reason why it's successful. Uh, we appreciate it. And I know we do here at the station. Uh, all the years we've dealt with Frank, and, you know, I've been here 25 and dealt with him. And it is, it's, it's been a long, long run, hasn't it's it? It's been a long run, yeah. But, you know, I keep telling people, I, and, and stuck is the wrong word, because I, I don't feel like I got stuck here. I stayed by choice. 
But if I was going to stay 28 years in a place, I'm glad it was here. All right. Appreciate you coming in and uh, good luck and enjoy retirement. Thank you. All right. Stay tuned. More in the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. Cheryl Boyd from Social Security in Indianapolis. Our guest is Sama. Good morning. Good morning. Happy holidays. And uh, I guess our last show of 2023. Where does time go? <laughs> you know, I ask myself that all the time. And it's called birthdays. <laughs> it just goes, you know, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, last show of the year, and I don't know, I don't even know what you have in mind today, Charo. I am in the holiday spirit, um, you know, that great warm feeling of joy when you think about, you know, your loved ones and just coming together um, and fellowshipping. I'm hosting um, this year and having uh, my extended, extended family. So a lot of folks, and I'm thinking about the joy I'm having preparing to serve them. And, Ed, I want your listeners to know that Social Security, we have that same joy of serving them. And that's whether they're coming to us in person, whether they're calling us over the phone, whether they're online. It's our joy, you know, to serve them. We are your taxpayer dollars at work. And I hope your listeners know how to reach us, whichever format, you know, that they want to. Um, I know you and I talk a lot about, you know, things that they can do online. And, of course, before the end of our show, I will highlight some of those. But I just really want your listeners to know that we're here to serve them. And um, we want to always keep that, you know, first and foremost. Social Security is something that they worked and paid into that they earned. And we want them to understand this benefit that they earned, understand how it works, and be able to make that best decision that's going to work for them and their family. Okay, so let's start from the beginning then. I guess it's the best place to start. I couldn't hear you. I said, let's start from the beginning then. Uh, okay. How can, how can we make this happen? You know, our okay, so many places to start. When, even at the beginning, I'm going to start with our website. Okay. And I'm going to say ssa.gov slash my account. And this is for all your listeners. Take the time, create that secure my social security account. So Ed and I, we've been talking about this all year. If you haven't done so, if you have some time off for the end of the year, take the time, create that account. Because Ed, it's a great starting point because they're able to see their own numbers. They're able to see their own work history that they've worked and paid into Social Security, and then they're able to see estimates of their own benefit. They can simply go to ssa.gov slash my account. I'm talking about that phenomenal Social Security statement there in that account. I believe that's a great starting point. It's going to also explain to them what their full retirement age is 
you know how important that is because that helps them understand start benefits. Okay. So, you know, the, the website, it has a lot of information. I mean, a lot of information. But sometimes I think, Charlotte, does, do you feel like that might overwhelm people that there's so much there? I mean, because there is. That is such an excellent question, And I've been with the agency for 21 years. I hope that doesn't date me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've been with the agency for 21 years. And so I've seen our website evolve. I remember when our website had so many things on there that it was so hard to navigate. But we did a redesign. And with the redesign, I'm looking at the website now, ssa.gov. There's mainly three points. Uh, we made When we redesigned the website, we made it more task-oriented. So what tasks are you here for today? Are you here to prepare for benefits? Are you here to apply for benefits, or are you here to manage them? So it's those three, I call them, it's the fork in the road. And so I think that this redesign really helps to declutter and, and put the information that you want because you start a path, whether that path is, hey, I want to just understand benefits. Let me prepare for them. Or I'm here to apply for them, or I'm already connected. I just need to manage it. So I really um, encourage your listeners to take the time, go to ssa.gov, and there's still an opportunity to give us feedback. Like I said, we redesigned the website, but over to the right of the website, you'll see a little tab that says feedback that you can give us feedback if you think that there's still too much or if there's something that we took away that you can't find. Give us feedback, and we're um, we're actually processing that data and um, doing input um, based on the feedback we're getting. Okay, good. All right. This time of year, um, I'm retiring. I'm, I'm going to retire next year. I just made that decision today. I'm, I'm not actually, but I'm just saying, let's say I, I made that decision today. And I have how many days? 12 days? 11 days? 10 days? <laughs> to the end of the year. All right? <laughs> Is it too late to get started? Another excellent question. The answer is no, it's not. So if someone wanted their retirement date, to be, let's say, no work is going to be this month in December, so they want their Social Security to start for January 1st, it's not too late. Um, what they would simply do is go on our website, ssa.gov. I say do that retirement application online, and it's going to take them about 10 to 15 minutes to do that application online. Um, we even have chat features and things like that, um, tabs that come up to explain the different questions that we're asking you. So they could do that application online. It's not processed there. It's just how you send it to us. Um, we'll give you a call if we have any questions. If not, you'll get a formal letter in the mail telling you your payment uh, cycle, your payment amount, um, et cetera. So they could still do that online. What I would want them to know, and this is for everyone, Social Security pays everybody one month behind. So that payment that they're due for January is going to come to them in February. And so that's another reason why we have a pay on time because we pay everybody a month behind. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's, let's get this in order then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Where do I start? I made that decision. I'm tired of working. I am eligible. I am 67 years old. I can start collecting social security. I can collect the full benefits. Let's go to town. 
I love that scenario. So one key word you said was that you're 67, you're at full retirement age. That means that you're eligible for your full benefit amount, so your benefit amount is not reduced. If your job talks you into coming back to work next year, it wouldn't be a problem for us because at full retirement age, there's no limit on your wages. Um, you want to have that conversation, of course, with your um benefits team with your employer you want to make sure that you have everything lined up for your health insurance so what's going to come into play in our lane is medicare that you would be eligible for medicare um, that medicare would be able to start that first day of the following month um, but again you would do all of that in your application um, so that would be one thing is that you're going to have some decisions to make about medicare you got supplement plans and gap plans or you might have some amazing health insurance with your employer that um, kind of covers that. And so those that would be a key decision you need to make. I want to give you all a phone number that can help you with those key health insurance decisions. The phone number is for a state agency. It's called SHIP. Like the boat, it's the state health insurance program. Their phone number is 1-800-452-4800. Again, 800 800- Four five two four eight zero zero. If you like websites, their website is Medicare.in for Indiana.gov. GLV again, their state agency. That's that's one of the places I recommend you go to get understanding about health insurance options with Medicare. But you start with your employer, fill out that paperwork, then two come to our website, do that retirement application online. In that retirement online application, is also going to include um, enrolling in the Medicare. And then at the fun part yet begins, they got to figure out what they're going to do in retirement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> All right, but, that, but I laugh at that because you think, okay, I'm going to retire. I'm not going to do nothing. But you know what? There might be those out there who are saying, listen, I'm not the kind of person that can't do nothing. I may work some part-time hours, just part-time hours. There are guidelines that you have to know how many hours you can actually work and how much you can make. And I think people, I don't know if they, if they get that or not, Cheryl. You know, um, if they're listening to your show, they should be getting it, because I know we have talked about it um, several times. More than um, several times. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have hammered this home that we're in construction. I mean, right. But, but, but there are those who maybe don't know. Right. So let me kind of put this in compartments. If you are at your full retirement age or later, you do not have to worry about wages. You do not need to worry about the number of hours you're working. And to be able to find your full retirement age, you can go to SSA.gov, um, or you can even just take that time and create your Social Security account, SSA.gov slash my account. But again, if you're at full retirement age, there's no limit on your wages. If you're under full retirement age and you're receiving benefits from us, then there's a limit. I'm going to go ahead and give your listeners what the limit is for next year for 2024. Okay. If you're under full retirement age, the wage limit for 2024 is $22,320. This is gross wages. Um, and let's say there's someone that works in the tax field. So they work January through April. And let's say they earn 20000 January through April, but they don't work anymore the rest of the year. They have not gone over the wage limit, so that would not affect their benefit. So again, the limit next year, if you're under full retirement age, twenty-two thousand three hundred and twenty. 
I got to give one extra bit of information. I don't want to confuse your listeners, but if anyone is reaching full retirement age next year and they have a much higher wage limit, their wage limit is $59,520 is the gross wages, but it's not calendar year. It's just from January 1st until the end of the month before they reach their full retirement age. Again, this type of information is on our website under that prepare for benefits. All of there's phenomenal links where you're able to put in your um, the year of birth and it gives you what your limits are. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Sounds great. I mean, it's there, folks. It's there. I know we've brought this up a few times this year, and I think sometimes we need to really emphasize this. All right. Let's say I go ahead and just have this hairball idea I'm going to retire. I get full full retirement and everything. And then I'm retired, and six months later, this great job opportunity becomes available. Like, wait a minute, that takes me above what I can earn. But this is a great opportunity, so I want to unretire. Okay? (laughs) Now, okay, there is a way you could do this, right? Absolutely. (laughs) You're so calm. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a way to do it. So, again, this is for your listeners that would have been under full retirement age, started benefits, so they have a limit. And now this wonderful opportunity comes along. What do they need to do? When they need to contact us. We are here as we start the conversation out. We're here to serve you so we can walk you through the process. The process is called withdrawing your application for benefits. Again, withdrawing your application for benefits. There's a form. We're government. Mm -hmm. And um, when you withdraw that application, you have up to a year to withdraw the application. You got to write us a nice check to pay back all the benefits that you received. And you can only do this once in your lifetime. But, Ed, you are able to withdraw that application for benefits um, and pay us back the benefits. And it's as if you've never started. And so um, we have a link, of course, to that on our website that explains that process. But you guys could also um, give us a call. But this is for your folks that were under full retirement age. Because for your person that was at full retirement age, when that wonderful opportunity comes along for them, Ed, Mm -hmm. they just get to have the best of both worlds. They get to have their full Social Security benefit and this new salary or whatever this new opportunity is. Because when you're at full retirement age or later, there's no limit. Okay. All right. Great. Wow. Pretty easy stuff, huh? (laughs) You know, I want to add a layer because as I'm having fun with our scenario, I started thinking about honey-do lists Mm -hmm. um, because those often come in retirement. And so it made me think of spouses. And so I just want to share that, you know, for that person that is thinking of retiring next year, you know, another question that I have for them is, is your spouse eligible for benefits on your record? Because when we're married, when we've been married for at least a year, then our spouse could be eligible for up to 50% of our benefit amount at full retirement age, and it does not take away from our own benefit. So therefore, um, you know, a spouse could be eligible. Now, if the spouse is eligible on their own record, and we're going to pay them off of their own record first. Um, but again, if their own is less than half of ours, then they can be due some benefits on our record as well. So that could be additional income coming into that household. Okay. All right. Okay. We got a couple of minutes left. I know I threw out some big scenarios, but these are scenarios for people who are 
late to the party about retiring. You know, really, I mean, you are. I mean, if you're if you're deciding in December, you are a little late, but but it can be done. Now, actually, it's the people the people who should be focusing right now are the ones like myself who are two, three, and four years out. That's who should be focusing, right? You know, we yes, I'm happy that that the that folks like you are are engaged or in tune and getting the information. But Ed, I love talking about Social Security to everyone. They can be in their 20s. I've had this year the fortunate opportunity to go um, to several of our universities here in Indiana and speak to um, their finance classes and explain how Social Security works. Because you know we're talking about retirement, but there are, you know, disability happens, and you can become disabled at any age. And being able to understand that benefit, you know, that is there, you know, for you and your family if you become disabled, or you know, if you if someone if the worker passes away, those benefits are there for survivors. So, I like talking about Social Security to um, to the young and the seasoned. <laughs> that, that's what my auntie <laughs> we tell we don't call them oh they're they're seasoned. But um, I like talking about it to all because we're just we're here for you wherever you are. If you're a detail planner like myself, so I've went into the apps and I figured out what my amounts would be if I took promotions, what my amounts would be if I stopped work but didn't re didn't start benefits yet. Uh-huh. You know those type of options are there. Or if you're the person who, you know, just something hit you this morning when you woke up and you said, you know what. I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here. We're we're here to receive you and and provide um, provide the information. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Again, what's that website? Our website ssa.gov. The key one I want you to go to ssa.gov/slash/myaccount. Um, I want to just throw a, a plug in, and I don't want to put a damper on our you know joyful conversation. But Ed, you know that there are some imposters out there. And it's widespread, right, widespread across the country right now, where these scammers are using so many different tactics um, at at this time of the year, where people are, are more vulnerable um, to steal their to steal their money, their hard earned money. And so I just want folks to just be mindful that if they get a call, if they get an email, if they get a text, even if they get a letter, and it tells them about a problem that they didn't know they had, and in that same explanation of the problem, it gives them this solution, and that solution requires them to either give some bank information, it requires them to, you know, make some type of payment that, you know, debit um, gift cards and, you know, things like that, or um, it, it they ask them to not share, you know what I mean, with a loved ones, and there's a sense of urgency to do it. These are all recipes for scams. And so, you know, I'm here to make sure that folks are aware about, you know, scams going on in regards to Social Security. But, Ed, you, you're, you are so aware that there are scams with the utility companies, scams with your bank, scams with phones. Um, they're using anything that they can think of to give you that sense of urgency and make you think that you need to act and uh, put yourself at risk. So I just want to make sure your listeners are aware so um, that they can, you know, um, avoid being scammed. All righty. Well, appreciate your time as always. 
Uh, it's been a great year, but we're not done with Charo. She's coming back in January, aren't you? <laughs> I am, and when we come in January, I'll talk about that 3.2% increase that all the beneficiaries are getting and what the new numbers are for the um, for the new year, and we'll start this all over. All righty. Have a Merry Christmas, my friend, and we'll talk to you in January. Same to you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV.